So I thought the segment today, you know, guys, was was about losing friends. So I had, you know, in my mind prepared a story of when I lost a friend. Come to find out it was actually picking good friends. So that story is um, no longer useful. Um, That's what you put on the... I know. I I, I don't know. I wish I I I had like Zach Yano here to talk too because he's a good friend that'd be great no i talk about good friends it'd be cool to do round table have like three four five people seven anybody watching this you know hit us up if you like doing this kind of stuff talking speaking you know and if we say no to you it's you know it's not personal it is you know it's specific because we don't want you but no i'm joking i shouldn't say that i feel bad about it now uh no yeah reach out to us but anyway um so this is what we switched over to discord so we did, we, we did, limit, right? we did, like, we did. Yeah, we don't have a limit. It's really nice though. Discord's the bomb. Um, okay, so season so, two, we switched you know over what? to Discord. That's kind of that's cool. Okay, can, continue. That's on. twice right, now. I'm You've done. interrupted me so rudely. Um, I'm going to interrupt you plenty more times. Okay, as you know. Um, okay, so this is what I was thinking. We could do story of how you lost a friend and story of how you gained a friend before we go into picking good friends. You know, and I I, okay. I I can do a story of how I lost a friend if you want to do a, a good story of how you gained a friend, and we can kind of talk about. Um, I lost a friend. Do you mean like death uh, or just well? Lost you know what? I feel like that's good to define that. Um, I was thinking like you lost the friendship. Uh, I mean, we could do death. It's I, I a mean, little. I mean, I've lost I've lost friendships before. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think join the club. I believe we. I believe I think we. We all have. Yeah. Well, no, I thought what we could do is I'll tell a story of how I lost a friend. You tell a story of how you gained a friend. And then after, what we'll do is we'll go over it and we'll pick it pick it apart and see what we did right, what we did wrong, and like kind of like glean the good parts of it. So but you can look at my you know story of losing a friend and be like, okay, what, what went wrong here? Okay. What do you think? I mean, I mean. Oh, I think it's a good idea. I think okay. it's great. Okay, okay. Uh, it's I just your pensive have... nature that's given me a sense that you're not feeling that way, well, I guess. I feel like... I feel like once you mentioned losing a friend, I thought of a story of losing a friend. Ah. Uh, so now I got to think of a story of gaining friends. Gaining a friend, yeah. yeah. But, but we really, this is a, like, choosing good friends all comes down to gaining and losing because you know who's a good friend by the ones who stick by you through thick and thin as well. But anyway, True. I want to hear your True. story. So Okay, uh, I'll, I'll start then. Um so when I first uh, got to go ministries, which, you know, was a while ago, there was this gentleman, um, I'll leave, leave him nameless. And for some reason, okay. he just bugged me. I don't know if we've ever, you've ever had or anybody in the audience has ever had somebody that just bugs them. And to be honest, it was like undiscernible. Like I wasn't sure what bugged me about him, but it was just, I guess, generally everything about him bugged me in, in kind of a, I didn't know why. What? Don't say okay, his name. I'm not going to say Oh, I thought name. you were going to guess okay, it. Fine. You're going to be like, was it this guy? No, I think I know who you're talking about. Okay, well, okay. I might not by this question. Is this, like, which era of Go is this? Is this Renter, um, Summer Intern, or Intern? Um, I'll, 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 I'll leave it. I'll leave it open so nobody can guess who. Okay. Well, nobody in our circle can guess. I think I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, carry on. But anyway, so I would go to him all the time, and I would, you know, just bald face tell him. I was like, hey, I don't like you. And uh, 
And I would tell him why. I was like, hey, I don't like this about you and I don't like this about you. And you know what was crazy is the way that he would take it. And he didn't say anything and he would just be like, oh, okay. And just, he wasn't even angry at me. He wasn't yelling, nothing like that. And I remember there was one time I started making music on the weekends. And this is back when I needed an AP with me, which is an accountability partner. If people don't know watching this, basically it's set up for people who have a propensity to fail so that they have somebody in the room so they don't fail. And, uh, whether it be like looking at pornography, drugs, you know, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, and uh, I needed an AP partner. So this guy that I don't like, that I'm basically rude to all the time, and I've not even defined what I don't like about him. It is an undiscernible quality, apparently, that I just don't like. And I go to him and I was like, you know, man, I really need an accountability partner. You know, I'm like humble sheep 303 here. I'm like, I really need an accountability partner. And uh, he he looks at me and he's like, Absolutely. Totally. And he sat there in that room for 10 hours that Saturday from the very morning all the way until the evening. And he sat in the corner in a chair and read a book while I made music. And he did this for me every single weekend. So I guess, you know, this isn't really about how I lost a friend story. This is how, you know, sounds like how you gained a friend. I guess in some ways it is. I just, it's like how I almost lost a friend. Cause finally, oh. what? Well, I know. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Oh, maybe I don't. But I will say about this person I'm thinking of is that's his character because I remember. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so it's. I'm like in the same boat as you of I can't pinpoint exactly what it is, um, but yet he loves everybody and he would do anything for everybody. I know. Um, I know. I know. He's the type of guy who it's like. Um, when my dad was in the ICU recovering, my dad was like, I want to, I need a Bible. And I don't even think I said that to the room or something. I think I just said it to somebody. And like the next day, um, he hands me a Bible to give it to my dad because wow. my dad didn't have one. And yeah. I'm like, or I think I might've had to give, I don't know. I, I just know he gave, he went out and bought a Bible and I was like, Wow. So he would literally do anything. Yeah. Um, well, I'm writing something down because I'll bring it up later. That brings up a really good point. Okay. So he's like, well, because we're talking about friends and there's one verse that pops into my brain mm -hmm. when you talk about the friends. And I think it's the same verse everybody else talks about, which is Proverbs 18, 24. Let's look it up. Um, I, it's definitely not for me. I wasn't, I, I wasn't thinking that, but um, let's look it up. Oh really? No. Well, Proverbs. I never. I never read is, Proverbs. You never read. <laughs> I never. I read Proverbs today. Okay, but here's the thing: I read strictly almost the New Testament all the time, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong. But for some reason, you know, when I'm like, okay, I need something to feed off of, like something good for today, mm -hmm. I don't think Old Testament. But that's not necessarily true. If you read the beginning of Proverbs, which I did today, it said, this has been written down so you can walk in wise instruction for those who are basically retarded. And it's like, you know. Well, I, yeah. And you know you know who wrote most of Proverbs, right? Of course. Of course. Right? It's Bacalal. It's the son of Zebediah. Um, no, I'm joking. It's Solomon. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, it is Solomon. Yeah, it's well, David, David did all son. the psalms. But anyway, or not all the psalms. That's like he did. He, I, I think he did a lot of them. He though. did majority. He I, did. I, mean, I have no idea. But, but. 
but uh, something else I was going to tie in. Okay. Well, Solomon. What was it? Proverbs 18. Father. Yeah, it's 1824, which is a man that has half. uh, This is the King James Version. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Mm, That's so this person that you're talking about. He clearly sticks closer to a brother than a brother, especially when you you're like Mm. (laughs) you treat him not poorly. Um, Yeah, you treat him poorly, which in go we were a band of brothers. Is what I would call it. Yeah. Um, but I was just thinking about this right this second. Solomon, his father David, had a friend that sticked closer than a brother mm. in Jonathan. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, who was the son of the king trying to kill David. Mm-hmm. Which is... So... Anyway, I thought of that Bible verse. But, yeah. Um, well, wanna, uh, I've actually never... I've never read that Bible verse. That's cool. I, That's you know, cool. You know, that's good to know too. Cause honestly, like I wouldn't say right now in my life, I have one good close friend, like not, I'm not a best friend. I'm no. like, I'm, I'm like so purpose driven and I'm so purpose oriented that like, I'm willing to sacrifice connections for that, which yeah. is kind of sad thinking about it now. <laughs> it um, yeah. That seems that if you want to know why we haven't had an episode in four months, that, part of the reason i don't know are you, bl- are you blaming me right now are you publicly <laughs> blaming me? <laughs> it, it might be it might be true it might be true well here i i'm in a different room so i've obviously had moved yeah there's some blame for you is what we're but, trying to say what percentage do you think <laughs> i'm just joking no <laughs> I'm just joking. the fact that the last episode was me and yano <laughs> um okay I'm so just, uh, no okay anyway. so this friend comes to a fever pitch and you know i'm getting to this point where i really don't like him all the time apparently it's of no mind to me that he's helping me out so much and i bring him into this room one day because the lord tells me to be friends with him and i was like mm. so i bring him in a room and i i start out like this i go <sighs> blankety blank you know that's a name not a cuss word blankety blank you know first name last name uh I really don't like this about you, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I just started going in on all the things I don't like. I was like, I don't like that you like make stuff up and you spitball and you're like so playful about stories that don't exist. And it, honestly, I don't know what was wrong with me. It was probably just a vision. You know, it was probably the work of the work of Satan or something. I hate to well, be like weird and Christian. I hate to be like weird and super Christian about that kind of stuff and be like, the devil was on me. He was, he was attacking me. He was making me hate my sister. It's like, well, but, um, no, no. Girl. Yeah, well, well. Oh, the, wait. Oh, I was shoot. a girl was in the story. Of... I was a girl in the story. <laughs> oh. Well, it's um, first way too. Who knows what happens? I know. Um, no. So basically, I go to him. I start telling him all the stuff that I don't like about him, and then at the very end, I squeeze through my tiny little teeth. I'm like, but the Lord told me to be friends with you, and he was like totally flabbergasted he, he was like so confused and he like turns and looks at me and he's probably thinking like what is happening this guy's like completely schizophrenic because i'm like saying all the things i don't like about him and then going right into about how i want to be his friend and uh, what was crazy is you know i didn't feel it i didn't want it i didn't desire it and i started asking him about himself 
and we became absolutely beautiful friends. And to this day, he's probably one of the most sacrificial and kind people I've still met in my life. And he would do anything for you at any point in time. And he's a rare breed. Mm -hmm. And I guess I I, I said that story just because it was a really cool story. I've never had a situation like that. Whenever I've messed up with friends, I've never had somebody so mature that they walked it through with me all the way until I gained a good friend. That is, that is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of this person that we're not naming names, I remember one time, so growing up, I guess this can tie into friendship and losing friends as well. Okay. If you want to. So mm. growing up, I had one friend, um, which I won't name names, but I had one friend who we, we were like this. Who we'll call and, uh, Little Jedediah. Little Jedediah. So <laughs> Little Matt little Matt and Little Jedediah, we always played together. And every time we played... We always made up a story line with it, which I think a lot of kids do this. No, I, I didn't. I didn't. We threw crab apples at each other. Okay, so how we played is <laughs> we had a comic story. It was uh, it was the Matthew and Little Jedediah hmm. like comic. I don't um, think I know who this is. You don't know who this okay, is. Okay, this okay, okay. And what's funny is he literally just snapped me. Um, oh really? Wow. Snapchat. So long. Like, here's spoiler alert. Um, I'm still friends with him, but we're not like he's not. He probably won't be in my wedding. Um, hmm. Do you think there's a reason why? Like, is it like is there a specific well, yes, discernible? I, I will get. I'll okay. Get into okay. The okay. Why, okay. My okay? bad. My bad. My bad. This is a long story. Oh, not of, too long. But when we, no, not too long. I'll okay. shorten it. Okay. Um. Anyway, we used to play together, and we would pretend we would su- we were superheroes. Well, that stuck with me throughout like my whole life, and for multiple times of my life, I would think of scenarios right before bed. Mm. Um, but as we grew old, like so, basically, we our lives went two different directions. Um, mine went more holy in serving the Lord. Um, not to sound egotistical, but that's I'm more holy in serving the Lord, more in church, uh, playing the drums in church, and then ultimately going to go ministries. His life went more towards the world. Um, mm. Like, he actually called me last month and was talking because uh, he just had a baby out of wedlock because um, his girlfriend and him aren't. They're living together, but they're not married, which is another topic that for another time that would be fun to do if, like, you and Erica and then another couple. Um, That'd be I cool. A couple's be, day. Yeah, I'd be like fifth wheel or non-existent. I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, but he was calling me and like he was telling me a bunch of stuff that I knew like in the spirit, but he never fully told me like hmm. he had a season where he was doing hard drugs and selling drugs and then he stopped doing that and then now he's working construction and still smoke cigarettes, but you know, whatever. Anyway, so he has, uh, we, we split up. So in this comic story that I kept alive and it's still in the back of my head, um, I just changed it from Matthew and little Jebediah to, uh, just Matthew. Yeah. Um, and so I like re rewrote it all to be where I was the main character, but yeah, it was a different character. All that to say, the person that you were talking about was the only person that was truly interested whenever I opened up to him and started talking about it. Um, 
he was like, oh, dude, I love this, and I'm interested in it. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. And at some point, I still need to do something with that. You should, yeah. Storyline. I just haven't. I it's like all scatterbrained. Brained. Mm, mm, you need a mind. You need a mind map. Yes, I do. Yeah. I do need a mind map. Um, and I need to just produce it. I'm thinking about doing like a YouTube series talking about it or something. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, t- um. So I guess that's a friendship that I lost because we both went in different paths, but I'm still keeping it open because like we were we were like this for years, mm. and then the last couple years for him have been very very hard, and he's basically he's closed up where um, he doesn't like I'm still friends with his mom, but he's not friends with his mom whatsoever. I still love his mom because his mom like helped me out a lot through hard times like that whole family we were like this yeah um for many many years but then we, we went those separate pathways and then now the door is open where um he's still in my life but it's not like i'm not gonna trust him you know yeah, yeah. but i want to try to minister to uh little jebediah as much as i can no to, I, yeah i think that's um, wise you know yeah you know, um, that's it. Well, it makes sense what you're saying, because, you know, one thing the Lord really made clear for me in the beginning was that, you know, your close friends are built for fellowship, which are people of like faith and agreement and mm-hmm. people outside of that, you know, that you're not agreeing on the essentials like stuff like this, like Jesus mm-hmm. died on a cross. He was the son of God. He was raised on the third day for your sins. Um, there are stuff that's non-essentials, you know, like, uh, like healing is a bit of a non-essential, you know, it's not a heaven or hell issue. Mm-hmm. You can walk hand in hand with somebody. Um, you're going to have some issues every once in a while on it, depending on how you believe about it. But no, I just, I, I see what you're saying. The relationship can't be fellowship. You know, what, what would he minister mm-hmm. to you? If you were like, yeah, my day really sucked, yada, yada, yada. He would just be like, well, yep, you know, days suck. Um, but cause he has no, he has no hope in Christ yet. Yeah. It'd be the world. Yeah, um, exactly. What was really heartbreaking, though, is like when we were kids, we were very strong. Like, so we were friends with the kids pastor's um, son, who's like I haven't talked to in years, but he's doing great things. He's like a coach for a college football team Hmm. somewhere. It's super awesome um, living out his dreams. But I remember one moment specifically is we were drunk in the Holy Ghost. Like we were laughing and stuff. You and little Jedediah? Yeah, me, little Jedediah. Oh, wow. PK. Uh, okay, um, but like a few, like this PK was awesome because he was always playing in the Holy Ghost, like during worship and stuff. But I remember we were talking, and little Jebediah was like, basically he denied it, denied it. He was like, "Oh yeah, we were laughing, but it was all fake and stuff." But for me, I took it as real because mm. childlike faith. So I remember I was just on the phone. I was just kind of like, uh huh, uh huh. But deep down, I'm like, man, my heart's breaking because for me, it was reality. You know, we were yeah. drunk in the Holy Ghost laughter <clears throat> and we were kids. Um, but anyway, uh, do you? let's talk about, well, I guess you talked about, I guess we flipped roles because you talked about a friend and I talked about a friend that's separate. We did, we did, yeah. But I want to talk about friends that stick closer to a brother than a brother, which... For me, it happened whenever 
uh, we we came to Go Ministries mm-hmm. um, is where a lot of my friends um, really formed friendships. What do, um, what do you think was the the biggest key to forming a, a good strong friendship? Uh the biggest key would be, um, well, one is to have like what we already discussed, having that like faith that come out or like to be able to agree in Christ and, and mm-hmm. crucified. Um, if you both can agree on that to that and don't sweat the small stuff, you can be friends with anybody, any believer you should be able to be friends with as believers. Um, but really just having that, I guess, um, I don't know. It's, it, you know, you get drawn to certain people because like there's some people that you're not going to be, um, best friends with. Like, uh, for me, I'm drawn more to, um, it's hard to say cause, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying to answer your question and I'm having a difficult time answering it because, um, my personality is more introverted unless I'm in a group of like more extra extroverted people Then it, I kind of switch over. Okay. Um, but for me, like for, with our friendship, it was more based on being real with each other. And I know like in go, you were, your testimony is way, it's different than mine in the sense of, you went, you kind of went down a bad path, a darker path, and then you got brought back. Mm-hmm. And anyone that has that happen to them, it's always, they, it's like, um, um, what's his, oh, Brian Head Welch. He was so in the world of dark and darkness whenever he was rescued, he got so saved, like to the other extreme, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing at all. Um, and so for me, I was always, it's kind of like a, I guess a slower de or a slower, not a decline, but you know, more like this instead of like a, mm. um, yeah, I mean, like, so yeah, I get if, that. If we're on the timeline of hot and cold, um, for people with testimonies similar to you, they go like from here to, and then they just, Hmm. I see that they succeed. Um, people like me who are saved once, like when they're kids, it's more, I would say it's more like a slope, slower slope. If that I makes can see sense. That. Yeah, my, absolutely. Um, and so there'd be moments with you that you would always grow me. And it's like, um, with your Bible reading in the mornings or anything else in go, where it's just like, you know, I don't know. So our friendship was more real in that vein. I don't know I where I'm see that. going with it. You're good. Hopefully You're somebody good. is getting something out of this. You're good. Um, I really wanted to talk about like, um, like, uh, picking well, good friends. Really. What? Picking good friends. Yeah. Like picking good friends. Yeah. Um, well, like my best friend came from Go, who just got married, and I was in his wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people know Go people, they know which wedding I was who in. Who we're talking um, about? You know who we're talking about. And I will say, in his wedding, that um, like 
whenever I get married, the two people from Go for sure are the two people who are also in his wedding. So him and mm-hmm. me and the other guy. Um, well, I guess not the other guy. So I could throw. Something in his wedding, there's there was three Go people. And so in my wedding, there'll be me who's a Go person and then the person who got married and then another one. So you got a 50-50 chance, I guess. Okay. <laughs> if you know, like, if you know, if you know. Okay. This is, anyway, people can figure it out if they know. Um, But those two are so rock solid. And I was thinking about it, like, how I was drawn to one of them specifically. I don't, it's hard to say because he was such a lion leader. But yet me and him are very similar, like, in every other aspect of life, um, like, uh, of personalities. So our personalities were very similar. His was more, well, his was more leader. Mine was not leader. And so we just dwelt, like, we got, we, we were together, and it was awesome. Like, any time that I was having a rough time, he would know the right words to say, and then any time he was in a, rough time i would have the right words to say um so choosing a best friend is those that um first you got like those who are similar to you but yet can still like get that form of trust where anything they say won't offend you and anything you say won't offend them yeah yeah if you like if if you're having a bad day they can tell you the right words to say and anything like that which one of my my like best friend he's the best friend to everybody um that's true you know and then my other friend is also awesome and then i've had other friends as well in go a lot of friends in go some of them i'm not as close with um i'm missing a wedding which is a bummer um because this week there's a go wedding there is yep i'm going i'm going it's the I, last one I'm going I, to, though. <laughs> They're getting too expensive. I I know. It's getting crazy. I would be going, but I am headed down to Lone Star for an event there Got it. with the Hankins. So. Okay. Now so, we're name dropping everywhere. So anyway. pick, picking good friends. Um, I really think for me, you know, something I didn't know for the longest time growing up, Matt, was... I let charisma choose for me. And I, I, for me, at least, and this may be different for other people, you know, I, I like being funny. And so people that one made me laugh and people that I made laugh, I would lean towards. And the problem is, is I'm not choosing, you know, any character traits. I'm not choosing. I'm like, okay, so mm. I would love to be friends with somebody who's really um, consistent because I lack in that, you know. And, and obviously, you know, you don't just like... You're not like assembling a team here of Avengers, you know. Uh, you're like, oh, I need consistency, and then uh, I need strength. I mean, no, uh, not to I a am. degree. You want? No. I mean, I don't want to boil it down okay. to is your yeah, yeah. I don't want to boil it down to that you're you're just spending time with people, you know, because ultimately, who you choose in your circle is what you're going to become a little bit, you know. Osmosis exists. Mm-hmm. Osmosis, if you look at the definition, which I didn't know, it means when you set something next to it and then they share qualities because of proximity. And this always happens with with people that are friends. You're going to share qualities with people unless it's ministry, and then there's a grace for it. 
So no, I just, I always chose people growing up, especially cause you, you know, you kind of remarked on me going through drugs and going through that whole situation and phase and yada, yada. And, uh, you know, I chose people that were just like making me laugh or I was making them laugh or they had drugs or not. And so it kept tearing me down into darker places because I never chose character qualities. Um, and it still has taken me a Huh. Oh my gosh. When, when you're choosing a friend, do you want, do you want to have somebody that makes you laugh or somebody you can call at 2am cause you're stranded? Because here's the thing I can tell you having somebody laugh is actually pretty cool. Okay. But when you really, really need somebody and they're not there, it's a really lonely moment because you know, mm-hmm. I've been in those moments where you had all those friends to laugh with, but now you really need somebody and you don't have it. And that moment is, is 10 X worse than the moment where you get to laugh with people because it's really lonely. Mm-hmm. So no, I just, I, would I th- agree. yeah, I think looking at, at people and, you know, being like, okay, what kind of qualities am I looking for in a friend? And then, you know, praying about it, letting the Lord decide and choose and, and forming a healthy, like really strong friendship where you would do anything for this person. And I think you hit it on the head, you know, and this wasn't even something I was going to talk about, but you said, uh, <clears throat> that each other is not offended by what, you know, each person would say to one another. And I think that that is like the pinnacle of a good close friendship where you can check and challenge people. Hi, babe. Hi. Hi. We're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast. Are you doing a podcast? Yeah. I'm just going to go get some. Finally. Some what? Some thread. The one that I got doesn't work for a sewing machine. I thought that might happen. Awesome. Did you see that lady's thing? No, but Jessica's grandma's going to get this. Jessica, Je- uh, there it is. Jessica's grandma. Okay. All right. I love you. I love you. Um, no, I, you know, I don't even, me and Erica, you know, we've only been married for a year now. Um, and then we had only talked four to five months prior. And so we're pretty early in the friendship and we're just learning to be able to like notice something and be like, Hey, you've got a little something there. And, you know, I'm not talking about like a little, you know, mustard on the face. I'm talking about like, like, you know, there's something in your life that I think could be brought up higher and, uh, Mm -hmm. and just starting to really trust each other and grow in that. And it comes with like constant conversation. And one thing, I don't know if this, you've noticed this for you, but this has been the biggest thing in my life. Bar none, nothing has been larger than this specific thing the Lord has been teaching me is that everyone defines things differently. So when you tell someone, you're like, hey, I think you've got a problem. Well, when you say that, you don't even know how, what they think of the word problem. When, when they hear problem, they might be like, oh, you think I'm a bad person. Or, oh, you think I'm really messed up. But you may think something small. Like you, 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 you put an identifier, like an adjective, like I think you have a small problem or you would define a large one as like, Hey, I think you're really messing it up. But anyway, so long story short is whenever I'm in a friendship or in a discourse with someone and they say, Oh, I'm doing this or I feel this way or yada, yada, yada. I'll be like, define that for me because just taking the word at face value is asking for miscommunication. It is. There's just, everybody comes from a different walk of life. What if I asked you like, um, uh, okay. Like define a, a great friend for me. Like, what would you say is a great friend? Well, didn't I just define a great okay, friend? Okay. Yeah. But I mean, for the sake of the conversation. Someone, okay. So for the sake of someone who is loyal, funny, and 
uh similar things <laughs> okay i i would say um, i would say loyal too and i would say being willing to lay down their life at, on, on the drop mm-hmm. of a dime and that's really the characteristic but it's you know we define it differently and if we don't go over those those like defining moments we don't understand each other because we're on actual different wavelengths but using the same words well yeah like um you mentioned you have a problem and like the way my brain tends to lean is more, I guess, t- more towards the negative where someone could say like, hey, we've got a problem. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, we, we have to like, so I'm still working, I guess. I still work for SEC and so I still work with Pastor Josh every week. And there can be times where he messages me and I'm like, oh, boy. And oh really this is bad <laughs> you know like um like i'm very apologetic in the sense of like i want things to go well mm. and there are times like this morning um he messaged me and i was like oh dude i'm sorry like i was late on something than i wanted to but that's because i had to do something else and it took longer doing something else um and so uh like just saying you have a problem towards me, I would be like, oh boy, I have a huge mm. problem. Like if you just start a meeting, like, hey, we're gonna talk about this later, but you have a problem, I would have a terrible day. I see, I see. Yeah, see, that really um, makes sense, you know. And and they may mean it in a small way. Like Pastor Josh, he he even says something, <laughs> like text conversations, like even more so, lean into miscommunication. One, because redefining between two parties, in addition to. You don't you don't understand how people are saying it. Like if I was like, "Hey, Matt, yeah. just so you know, man, I think you might have a little issue, dude, or a little problem if you want to talk about it at any point." But if I just text you like, "Hey, Matt, you have a problem," or like, "Hey, I just want you to know that you have a little problem." I mean, you know, the inflection's lost. You could yeah. you could take it any way. I know, which usually like, well, like all the time, I would say mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's never the way you think it is, and. So, yeah, um, yeah. Please, no, continue. Yeah, it I never, know. it never is. Yeah. Like, um, I remember when I was moving back up to Iowa, um, because that's where I'm at. Uh, I had a video to make, and I was like stressing out over it because I was exhausted from driving up here, and so I literally had a day where I was unpacking, um, because that was stressing me out. And then I would work on a video for a little bit, and basically a video's time got delayed mm. to the next day and i was like i remember i was talking with pastor josh and i'm like dude i'm like i felt terrible because i was late and he was like oh dude don't worry about it because we know that you were moving and you're stressing out and so i'm like oh sweet cool mm. thanks yeah but like next week while i'm busy at another church um for their event uh i already texted ahead and we already know that um that that's happening so uh like things are shift around you know and so they knew that i was moving so it was like not a big deal cool and, like next week it won't be a big deal either if something's a little late because they know i'm doing something extra on my plate um and so just not overstressing that that's something that i'm working on in myself which is kind of a different topic but um but I'm, yeah i'm friends. writing something down about we all what need you said. friends yeah, go for it. Um, 
But we all need friends, and like a saying I've heard people say is you need six friends who are close to you to carry your cast at, casket. Um, you know, three on each side, or is it four? Unless you get cremated, and then you only really need one. You know. That's true. To just <laughs> throw just your joking. ashes out the window. Um, yeah, just toss me into the sea. Let some little burka burka come chew on me. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> whenever I go, just let it be a car crash or not a car crash, but an airplane, <laughs> airplane just crash into the sea. Like, or give me a Viking funeral. That would be cool too. That would actually um, be pretty cool. Actually, I prefer Viking funeral. That's what I want. Um, no, but like the old saying is, you gotta have those six close friends, and it's not like all of them are gonna be your best best friend in the whole entire world. Um. But having those six trusted guys that mm. you can just, which I think a lot of a lot of in this day and age, a lot of people have friends that they've never met in real life. Um, so you kind of lose that when you're just looking on a screen, and that's where, um, like going back to what we were talking about before, how important the gathering of people on a Sunday is, because um, like all my friends come from church like all my close friends come from the church circle because that's where we hang out and we get to actually talk to each other mm, yeah, you know yeah um like yeah so um getting that chance to actually talk to people and meet people is important and yeah. your your odds are you know there's everyone fails so you might not have your best friend come from the church you go to but there's a better chance that they would be there than elsewhere and and i mean you know when it comes to friends like there's something i was telling there was a girl that came over for one of our camps one day and she was talking about how you know she had some falling out with somebody and you have to make some decisions sometimes like are you gonna let people fail on you And are you going to fail on other people? Because ultimately, like how you live your life means that you're a blessing or you're a faith journey or a patience walk for somebody else. Okay. Like if I was always rough on you, Matt, like every time you answered the phone, I was like, Hey, what's up? I barely have time. Like, and you are super long winded. So make it quick. You're like, uh, I'm okay. And, uh, and I'm just like going in on you. You would be a pay your relationship with me would be an exercise in patience, not in grace for you to like be, you know, cause it says in the word, let your words always fill someone with grace and, you know, say what needs mm-hmm. to need, say what's necessary to the moment that it would fill them with grace. And, uh, so sometimes you're going to fail on people. And you got to figure mm-hmm. out, you know, the people that are in your circle, are you going to let them fail on you? Because a lot of times, you know, especially with this mental health movement, I've seen people that they write these posts and they're like, they're like, you don't need nobody that doesn't care about your blah, 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 your triple bypass bipolar, you know, flippity dippity. And here's the thing. Everybody has issues, but you have to choose at some point to let someone fail on you because you're going to fail on other people. Do you think that you're going to be like the most perfect pronoun using absolute like stud Christian that is never going to hurt somebody's feelings. It's never going to happen, dude. You're going to say the wrong thing. It's going to be taken the wrong way. 
And you're going to fail on people just like they're going to fail on you. And so I think making that decision in yourself that you're like this person's character and who they are, I believe in them enough to let them fail on me. And they've done it quite a few times. And that's something in my own life. You know, I've centered myself a lot of times around drug addicts to try to help them out of situations. And I've really had to learn to let people fail on me. Um, I remember, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was just something, you know, that's kind of picked up over the years that, you know, you can be somebody's trial, <laughs> you know, how you live and it's, wow. it's sad, but, but you can be. That's good. I had some things I wanted to say, but I might not, I don't know. Um, that is that, yeah, that was really good. Cause thanks. I can probably be trials to a lot of people. We all can. Probably need. We all can. Yeah. You, you, um, there's, people, please, what? sorry. I don't mean, there was something that you've, you've taught me as a person, you know, and it's like a check for me every time because I can be really purpose driven. And when you'll answer the phone, you always go, I start talking about work, you know, I'm like, okay, so we're going to do this, 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 this. And you always are like, how are you doing? And I'm always like, oh crap. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's cool that you bring the relationship back to earth that, that, that I'm not just making work relationships out of everything because that's not good. It's not wise. You should be able to just chit chat and talk and form connections and see how people are doing. And so I know for me, that has been a really rewarding aspect of our relationship and just you as a person, you know, that you've been, uh, you've got a good head on your shoulders when it comes to actually just talking it out with people. Cause I can be the exact opposite. And you can tell yourself too, that if you're a hard worker, especially with like, you know, the world will call it hustle culture, but, um, especially with people, you know, in America, we worship hard work. Like, you know, if somebody's like, Oh, I worked 80 hours this week. People are like, Oh my gosh, what a God. He's like, Oh yeah, I don't sleep at all. I barely talk to my kids. He's like, I'm the best. And they're all like, you're the best, you know, but there, there are other, there are other priorities besides being a hard worker, but those are valuable priorities. So you can kind of, I'm basically saying like, I can tell myself that like, Oh, I'm doing the right thing because I'm sacrificing everything for work, but it's actually, you know, kind of the wrong, mm-hmm. kind of the wrong thing, um, at times. Yeah. I know. And especially yeah. in, please, what are going to say? I don't know. No, go. Especially, you know, in the ministry that I was in the past in, they worshiped hard work every month. We'd pull somebody off to the side and, you know, whoever was the hardest worker was like the blank of the month, you know, not, not cuss word, but wow. I just didn't want to name it. Um, Which and, I've only... I only won once in the third year. Yeah, well, and you want to give honor where honor is due, but I think what can unadvertently happen is where you're forming these mentalities around whoever sacrifices the most of personal desires is going to be praised and worshipped the most, which... I understand that Jesus, you know, when he's sitting there right before the garden of Gethsemane and he's bleeding because he's so pressured and the temptation was for him, the same temptation in revelations, it says to take up your cross and deny yourself. The big battle isn't going to be versus the devil here. It's going to be versus selfishness that you would do your own desires in your own life. And Jesus has faced this. This very last temptation is selfishness. And, uh, Mm I can't, I have no idea where I was going with that, but, um, well, that's good. I think, what I was I saying? What was I? I was you're talking about like how there's that one 
each month they pick somebody who is the hardest. Oh, no. So I think but, there there is praise and worship towards that. You know, you should praise somebody for being a hard worker, but at the same time, mm-hmm. also give good and proper teaching with it that we don't just sacrifice everything. We don't sacrifice relationships, g- talking to our parents. Like these, these mm-hmm. God put people on the earth. When Adam got put in the garden, what did he say when he was alone? It's uh, not, it's, it's not, not good, good that he's alone. It's not good. So what did he no. do? He put him to sleep. He pulled a rib out. He popped a girl out, gave him a girl. And he's like, Whoa, hot dog. And, uh, like, you know, Whoa, Whoa, man. man. Yeah. No. So no, <laughs> You know, it, it's good. We're we're made to have connection and relationship, and it doesn't need to be boiled yeah. down to work relationships. No, um, yeah, because like you may praise the hardest worker, but you don't know what the lowest worker might be going through. Mm. You know, in their head mentally, they might yeah. be having a gigantic battle inside their head where they're like, "Man, is this even worth it?" Um, yeah, and, uh, and if I can interject. sometimes, you know, what we praise is what we define as right. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I, I, I won like once or twice. And the thing is, the point was, is that I like stayed up all night, a few nights working and I would like stay up in the mornings, but they weren't defining it by my relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. They were defining it by how much I was sacrificing my regular scheduled activities to be able to do quote unquote work, which is a good thing. I'm not trying to say that they totally missed it here, but I am saying that a lot of times in culture, what we do is we define the people who are really, really good at things by weird definitions, like not sleeping a lot, waking up early in the morning, which are good things. But a lot of times when you're talking about Christianity, man, you want to make a major point. Paul says this, I focus on only one thing that I would know Christ. And, uh, I think a lot of times we don't we don't pull people up on the big front of stage because somebody tried to know Christ. We pull them up on mm-hmm. stage because they worked the most or they did the most stuff or they're the best speaker or yada, 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 or they're a really good servant. And those are good things, you know, and it's hard to, you know, you don't want to judge somebody's relationship with the Lord and no. be like, you know, but I, I'm just saying we want to clearly define, you know, what is right. Um, and what should be praised mm-hmm. so we don't get into this ditch where, you know, you're, you're praising people I, for overworking. Yeah. Which, yeah, which, I mean, look at how many famous pastors have fallen um, from, I guess, getting too much praise. Potential, like Could be. I, 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 there's I, a million I reasons. You, you know. Well, you can't yeah, get around personal choice. You can't get around personal choice. No matter what, like. No nobody's personal choice was ever taken away yeah. from them. And I've had to do this for my own life. I've had a lot of the Lord's walking me through learning how to be obedient. And, uh, even in every little aspect of my life. And, um, you mm. just, you can't take personal choice away. As soon as you try to say that you're an addict, you're like powerless to the situation. Well, trust me, you oh, will, yeah. you will be, and you'll do it over and uh, over and over and over and over. And you have a scapegoat. Now you have a reason. So you have to take yeah. personal responsibility for that stuff. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, I get what you're saying. That's yeah. why hot dog people go. Yeah, hot dog. Hot That's dog. What hot dog? Uh, I don't know what I was saying now. Um, I was gonna say something else, but the moment's kind of left. Yeah, my bad. Um, 
It's okay because I wasn't fully sure what I was gonna say. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Even now, I re I remember it, but I don't remember what I was gonna say. I don't remember uh, it. Remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought that would be funnier. No, I was. It was funny. Okay, I, well, I laughed on the inside. Okay. No, it was more like how this generation is that. Um, you mentioned it quickly. How a lot of people focus so much now on. Like, look at me and my mental state and mm. how messed up and blah, 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 blah. Um, I was going to say something, use an example of myself and your mom, but I can't think of an example. So maybe I'll talk about it later. Well, if the Holy Ghost or lets it come back up as a topic, you know, um, no, please. Sorry. I thought you were about to say that you weren't going to talk about it. What? I thought you were going to say you weren't no. going to talk about something, so I was in a segue. Well, no, I wanted to segue, but what's the ne- I was about to segue. Oh, segue. So I was about to say, what's what's the next thing on the topic? Like, did we cover everything? Like, I think I think so. I think really we should say, how do you choose a friend? And we should both go 60 seconds and just sum it up. You know, how do you choose a friend? How do I choose a friend? So yeah. 60 seconds on the clock. 60 uh, seconds now. Go. Dang it. Um, how you choose a friend is someone who uh, is... Well, really, it's somebody who can... like we, We've been talking about this this whole time, so I feel like I'm saying the exact same thing. No, just, just, just a good ending but, sum up, you know? Because we talked about a lot okay, of things. It's easy to get okay. lost. Okay, it's easy to get lost. You're right. Um, so restart the clock. Um, okay, clock restarted. Okay, thanks. Um, how you choose a good friends is people who are like-minded, um, can build you up that without like, yeah, people who can build you up, um, in your friend circle. So not people who can bring you down. Yeah. Um, preferably we're Christians, so Christians, um, people who can build up your faith, um, prayer warriors, people like loyalty are all good aspects. How do you get to know when somebody is that by spending time with them ultimately? And it is an investment of time on both people's ends. And you will have friends like my childhood best friend, little Giuseppe, who, <laughs> little Giuseppe. who when we were kids, we built each other up and we had a fun time growing yeah. up. But then as we aged, we separated and went down different paths. Um, not saying he's not redeemable. Um, I'm still keeping that door of friendship open so that down the line, I can still be the light inside of his life. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say is how you choose a good friend. Yeah. Uh, and Charles, go. 60 seconds. 60 seconds. Okay, I'm not going to, uh, uh, you know... Choosing a f- good friend, I think, comes in a couple couple droves. One, I would choose someone that you want to be like a little bit, and mm-hmm. because you will be like them a little bit, and uh, you can't be their carbon copy, obviously, but qualities that you like mm-hmm. in a person. And one one of the biggest things that you need in a friendship is trust, and you can't trust charisma. 
you can trust character. So you have to choose somebody with character because at the end of the day, when you tell those nitty gritty moments where you failed and you've missed it and yada yada, and you need somebody to be in those moments with you and to build you up, you need character and not charisma. And a lot of times we use charisma. And the second thing I'd say when choosing a friendship is this, define your relationships in your life. Define what they look like in your head and what they don't look like so you don't mix and match. And the reason why is this, when you have somebody that you were trying to help pull up higher and, and, and do better on their life, that would be a very different relationship than somebody that you look up to. And the reason why is on the person you look up to, you don't blab your whole life to. You don't do that. They're not there to listen to all your sob stories. You're there to learn and you're there to listen. Think about it like this. Every time somebody talks out of their mouth, they they ex export knowledge. They take knowledge out of them and they put it in places. Okay. So when they walk in a room and they're talking, they're taking their life experiences and their stories and they're putting it places. And if you'll have ears, you can receive those things. But if every time you go into a place with somebody you're supposed to be learning from and you're blah, 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 you're talking the entire time, all you did is you spit the stuff that they don't need because they're already above you. They've learned those lessons. They've been to those places. You know, I could take it for my, my situation, a music producer or whatever. And and you're just instead of asking any questions, how did you get there? What happened along the way? What are some pitfalls? Use those moments to learn and vice versa. The relationship with the person you're trying to pull up higher, you should be talking. You should be the one that's inputting knowledge and, and, and inputting information into that person, not vice versa. So one, choose character over charisma because you'll need it. And two, define your relationships and what they're supposed to look like. Because if you don't, you'll end up blabbing when you shouldn't. And on the other one, you'll end up listening to somebody's sob story. And here's the thing. You need to listen to people. It's important. It says in James, be slow to speak and quick to listen. But there is a point in which you need to speak. So no, that's those are the two things I'd say. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. I think I, well, you've got that speak... You you talk good, and so that sounded really good. Thanks, um, man. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Um, and that is true to be slow. Yeah, yeah, that's something I'm learning. Slow to speak. Yeah. Well, I'm re- reminded of Job because a lot of Job is all just bad advice given to Job until the young youngest guy in the group was like, "I thought you would say this," and then like steered him in the right direction. Mm. Um, but he was slow to speak because like, yeah, be slow to speak and don't be a blabbermouth with, you know, with people who are older than you. Sadly though, sometimes you do need to speak up. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the crazy part is too, that older people, since they're mature, will listen and it's good and bad, mm-hmm. you know. They'll just take it to the take it to the head, and you'll just tell your whole life story, which is good. But you needed them to talk, you, yeah, way sure. more like, than you needed them to listen. Yeah, that's that's another good. I guess that's a a wisdom and a warning. If we bring back that, ooh, I forgot about that. I would I would say like listen to your grandparents while you still yep. can. Do um, you have grandparents still? No, I don't. I don't either. Oh, yeah. My grandparents. <laughs> so my family is old. So like my great grandparents. So not my grandparents, but my great grandparents were born in the 1800s, um, which is astonishing. Positively like, ancient. 
Well, yeah, that's I'm like four generations back. Yeah. A century ago, or three. Um, a generation, they say, is 40 but, years. It's more than that, but... Well, I'm saying, like... I'm saying that there's my great-grandparents born in the 1800s. Mm. Then there's my grandparents, and then there's my parents, and then there's me. Mm. So, like... Okay. Maybe that's not common, but my dad was like 42 when I was born. Mm. So, and they had them younger, I think, back in the day. I'm making that stat up completely, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Well, they did get married younger. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess both effects caused it to where my grandparents are no longer here. Mm. So my warning and a wisdom would be take time to actually, while your grandparents are here, to yeah. listen to their life stories. Like... Um, if you know anyone, it's sad how, well, it, like, it's just age, but find someone who was a World War II vet and just talk to them about life experiences because their life was so much different back then. You know, cars was a brand new concept um, or newer. Mm-hmm. Um, technology, like, internet didn't exist. Computers filled a whole room yeah um, yeah completely and had less power what than year are you this. talking about um well i'm just talking about like that whole oh, okay timeline okay. like yeah, computers weren't even around till the 70s exactly so car, talking, i think I car was like 1904 or something 1903 yeah it didn't become cars didn't become uh like standard until like the 20s 1920s mm, that's so i guess really people cool, aren't alive anymore where okay forget that um i guess i'm thinking older because my grandparents were older yeah um, so i guess talk to somebody who's my no i get age. that i get that <laughs> no no glean glean and learn from people because you know dr james said this something one time he said that you know the best wisdom is not your failures it's somebody else's um because you can yeah. avoid them and you know hard lessons are good you you, you won't walk back into them but uh, it's mm-hmm. even better if you can learn from somebody else's, like Proverbs, which I don't read. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> uh, do you read Song of Solomon? Oh, that's a daily, of course. You know, oh, yeah. I'm married. No, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. No, I, no, no, no. I know I never. I, I read basically the New Testament, you know, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, First and Second Peter, um, Romans. I'll read through the Gospels every once in a while, but mostly I'm reading, you know, First and Second Corinthians, First and Second Peter, you know, God eats potato chips, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, um, Jude. I really like Jude too. Um, any New Testament, I guess. I'm just going to name them all, except for, yeah. yeah. I never read Revelation. Huh. And there's a special blessing in there, which I should just go get. It says if you read this book in its entirety, there's a special blessing for you. So, oh, for everybody listening, go read well, Revelation. I think it, I think a lot of it is just knowing the times then, yeah, because it, it's it's crazy, and the times we live are crazy. You got to stay built up. That is true. Up. Actually, that is really true. You know, in, in every room of your house, you have a way for in which you can receive information. And the question is, what information are you receiving? I was thinking about, I was reading through some of my old notes the other day and it said, you have five receptacles in your body in which you can input information. What are you using it mm-hmm. for? Your ears can input information and you can learn with them. Your eyes you can input information. You can learn with them. Your nose is a little bit less of a learner. I mean, I guess you can. <laughs> well, smell. You can learn what smells good and what doesn't. You can. First person who found a skunk was like, this is a cute little guy, but then learned quick, you know. 
That booty um, holes. That booty holes raw. Oh yeah, yeah. I can look at your screen to be very unspiritual, and I can see that you have a wooden wall and a metal ceiling. And I don't know where you're going with that. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with too either. The but point you look is, behind me, you look behind me. Yeah, and there's a bunch information overload of. It's cool though. God bless America. I like it. It's Thanks. personal, you know. I anyway, I think this yeah. is. Let me. What? What are we? We went over time. That's by fine. A lot. Don't worry about it. Yeah, this is the thing. This is how I'm gonna do it from now on, Matt. You know, people can watch this if they want to watch it. It's us chilling, dude. Turn it on in the car. You know, get gather your kids, gather your grandkids. You know, get your dog, get earmuffs. You know, and Please this is get a, your dog. This is a family event. No, and, I'm joking. And play this over and over and over. That way, it gets more views. And comment below. And yeah, comment your friends that need like, this. The ones that suck specifically. You know, we're gonna leave. What we're gonna start oh, doing? Yeah. yeah, we're gonna start doing YouTube videos, and it's gonna be corrections, and it's gonna be saving the mealy-hearted from having to correct anymore, and we're. We're just going to make videos for people to send out to the people that need corrections in their life. Yeah. We're joking. Like all the, all the little Giuseppe's in your life. You got to share this video to them. Well, he needs uh, love. It says the goodness of God leaves, leads people to repentance, not correction. No, yeah, that's true. You got to be good to him. You so, got to be kind. Go bring him a pie. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be fun. What are we gonna <laughs> like? What are we doing next week? What well, let's we exit. Okay, guys, this was God Dots episode, uh, season two, uh, revitalized back and and doing it, and uh, better than ever, and better than ever. And comment uh, below any ideas? <laughs> yeah, comment some ideas, topics. What, you know, what's some topics? Um, yeah, ask us what you want us to talk we, about. That doesn't make any sense. Tell be. us. <laughs> <laughs> Ask us what you want us to talk about. Yeah, wow. Okay, we'll, no. We'll we'll pray about it. Yeah, we'll pray about it. We'll pray about it. But you know. Anyway, That's okay. Be our new segment. Yep. So next week, look is, forward to this. It's coming out. Wait, I just interrupted you. What, what were you gonna say? <laughs> I'm exiting I'm as you're saying, saying a sentence. <laughs> you like start talking. I'm like, anyway. See you guys later. Sorry. Please go. You know, let's just end it right there. Okay, sorry. Uh, anyway, guys, that was no, God Dots. No, like, like we're going to edit it so that it's already over. So you never know what I had to say. I think it'd be funny. Okay. Fun. All right, guys, this is God Dots episode. <laughs> episode one, season two, revitalized, back in action, hitting it, smacking it down, getting loosey-goosey. Yep. Okay. All right. Love you guys. Bye.